When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And this darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just, just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. I got another good show for you today. Today, I'm bringing on Ron Howes. He is a veteran and also uh, really into Bigfoot. <laughs> he has a he does a lot of work uh, doing like fun drives and stuff like that. And he has a convention coming up on October 29th that I wanted him to talk about. It's called Squatch and Treat Fest. They're going to have vendors, uh, Bigfoot themed merch food, guest speakers, a parade, and treats. Um, it's set up. I'll, I'll let him do all the talking about it. It's in uh, Pennsylvania, actually, in Roscoe, Pennsylvania, um, funded by the American Legion, I believe is who's putting it on. So we'll bring Ron on to talk about that and what got him into the topic of Sasquatch. While we wait for Ron, um, I want to tell everybody happy Halloween. I don't know if I'm doing a Halloween special yet or not. This episode releases on the 26th, and this is the evening of the 24th. Uh, I have no more content. I, I canceled a bunch of shows um, due to some, some stuff going on here at home, but I'm, I'm trying to get those interviews back up, but I haven't had a chance to lift my head up. I haven't had an opportunity to record a Halloween special or anything like that, like I've done in the past. So I might re-air one of those on Halloween. Um, but I hate for the spooky season to go by without at least saying happy Halloween. Um, despite things being as they have been here, um, a couple of you know what I'm talking about, but I'm not going to go into depth on here, um, not now. But but despite that, I still managed to get out with the guys from Sword and Staff podcast um, and Ward Heine from the Dark Holler film series and a few other guys, uh, David and Travis and Cole. Um, we all got together and did some work for an upcoming documentary series called Shadow Appalachia. Super cool. Pumped to do it. You guys are going to love it. I know you will. Um, I'm very excited to be a part of this. Um, I'm not going to name drop, but there's supposed to be a handful of other people coming in on this that um, I'm excited to maybe finally get to work with or around. So we'll see. Um, 
I'll quit babbling. Thank you guys for joining on Patreon and the website, however you want to join. I just really appreciate the support. Don't forget the store is back open with a limited merch, but it's open. So if you want to remember anybody for the holiday season, now is the time. Tis the season. And we'll go ahead and uh, bring Ron on now. Got it. Okay. All right. I guess we're on. All right. Well, first of all, I'll introduce myself. My name is Ron House, and it's AKA Roscoe Ron. Um, I was given that nickname by the my fellow riders. Uh, I belong to American Legion Riders of uh, Roscoe Post 801. Um, I'm also the uh, vice commander here. Uh, I just recently become the director of our riders. And uh, within the last year, um, I started a uh, Facebook page called Believe in Yourself um, to help the veterans with the fight against PTSD. Um, the reason why this got started is because, number one, I'm a veteran and I suffer from a certain level of it myself, from uh, life experiences, the things that has happened to me over my life, uh, including the military. And I'll get into that part of the story as well. Um, and there was an experience where I went to get a tattoo done in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And there was a young gentleman that came in and sat down in the chair beside me to get some work done. And we got to talking and real nice young man. Uh, he was a service veteran and he got medically discharged because he was in a his whole platoon was in route to go to their next site or uh, maybe their next campsite, whatever they're going to do. And an RPG came in and took out the whole group except for him. Um, the only thing that he had to show for it was is that he lost the, uh, his pinky and they called him for finger Bobby. So you can imagine, you know, a loss of that magnitude for somebody whenever you're out there fighting uh, for your country, uh, these, these are your brothers and sisters that you're out there side by side, living your life and, and, and fighting and, and you're protecting each other and you lose everybody and it's, um, survivor syndrome. So that's one of the levels of PTSD that you can have. Um, two weeks after I met the man, you know, I'm friends with the, the tattoo artist online and there's a post, uh, saying that please um, acknowledge my friend, uh, Four Finger Bobby. He had uh, passed from unfortunate uh, um, circumstances. He had committed suicide. I'm sorry. And that, uh, it gets me choked up every time I talk about it. it. It really hit me. And, you know, being the fact that I'm a vice commander and I'm a, a leader of our riders, I'm a veteran myself, it really hit me. And I said, you know what? I got to do something about this. And that's where the page came about. Um, and and as, as far as me using, uh, if you look at my page, believe in yourself, you'll see that my head photo is me in the Bigfoot costume holding American flags next to my bike. Yeah. So, the <laughs> so the story about that one is, and this is where I originally met Les O'Dell. Um, 
I showed up at Hillman Park uh, over in Brownsville, Pennsylvania, uh, riding my motorcycle, wearing the costume just as a joke. Uh, I just thought it was fun. I wanted to go to a Bigfoot festival. I've always been interested in Bigfoot ever since I was a kid uh, growing up on the farm. Uh, I actually believe that I ran into one in the dark because it growled at me and I seen the red eyes. And until this day, I didn't know what I was facing. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm, I'm on my three-wheeler quad riding around on the farm, not thinking anything of it. And I head into the woods and this happens. And I was like, all right, time to go home. <laughs> I, at that time, you know, I'm thinking, okay, maybe there's a porthole to hell and this is the devil's dog standing there ready to take me. And I was like, no, not today. Right. But later on in life, you know, with investigations of the shows that I watch, uh, watching what they do, it got me even more and more interested in the fact that I got involved in something here. Um, so I basically essentially had my sighting. Uh, although I didn't see the figure, um, I, I feel that I had my confirmation right there whenever I was, what, about 13 or 14 years old. Wow. Um, so, you know, step, step back to my little event that I did. Uh, I come riding in on my Harley and there's a little bit of a long driveway. It goes out around the building where everybody's at. And I pulled in the parking lot and stopped the show. Right. Like everybody stopped what they were doing, come and surrounded me. They were like, oh my gosh, this guy's a nut. That's a story that uh, Les will tell you whenever we go to these events and we'll, and he'll introduce me. And that, that's what he says. Here comes this nut on a Harley dressed as Bigfoot. <laughs> and he's like, I had to get to know this guy. So it went from there. Um, that same day, I, I had a family come over and of course there was a bunch of people wanting pictures with Bigfoot on Harley. I'm dressed in my leather chaps. I had my rider's vest on. I had my helmet and goggles, you know, I'm all decked out. This is something different, you know? So this family comes over, a little girl wants a picture with me because it was her birthday. She's like, Hey, you know, it's my birthday. This is all I ever wanted to do is, is see Bigfoot. And, and he comes in on a Harley. This is, this is pretty cool. And whenever the parents thanked me for doing this, unbeknownst to myself, I had no idea. They came over and they thanked me for that. And it just brought tears to my eyes. And it really hit me. That event right there and the fact that these veterans are committing suicide, it, it just, I was like, you know what? I'm going to shake things up. I'm going to do something different. Yeah, I'm going to fight for these veterans in a way that nobody has ever done before. So, I use my Bigfoot as my platform to get people's attention, to talk about their problems. And when they do, then I can open them up and we can get them to, to hopefully heal in some way. Yeah. And that is one of the hardest things that veterans have is the ability to open up about what they have dealt with in their lives that caused them to have PTSD. And when I said that I have like a, a lower level of PTSD, there are low grade levels and there are high grade levels and the high grade levels is when you're getting to the end where you just can't take it anymore. And that's whenever they commit suicide, 22 veterans a day, a day are committing suicide. I'm trying to reduce that number and I'm doing everything I can. And something that I'm going to be talking about coming up this weekend, I have a, a show going on here at the Roscoe Legion. Uh, it's October 29th. We're uh, opening it up at 9 a.m. And the speakers are going to start at 11. 
um, I'm going to open a show and talk to people about, you know, the experiences that I've had in this last year and the last couple of years, ever since I became part of the Legion and part of the riders and just getting out there and meeting people. And I've turned into the yes man. And (laughs) I know it sounds kind of funny because there's a movie called yes, man, but essentially like I have actually used yes as something that gets me to where I'm going in life. And I tell you what, the track, the, the journey that I've done within this last couple of years, has just been amazing. The amount of people that I have responded to the fact that I'm here and I'm doing what I'm doing to fight for these veterans that essentially aren't fighting for themselves. Yeah. And, and it maybe can wake them up and give them hope. Hey, if I give them one ounce of hope, that that is the best thing in the world for me. That's it, man. That's it. And, you know, I, I just want to thank you, first of all, for your service. And and thank you for honor. Doing, uh, for vets, man. I, I'm a vet. I've lost a couple of buddies to suicide, unfortunately. Uh, one guy that, you know, we worked in the same shop for years together. Um, and another one, uh, he was a... He was a master sergeant, actually, and uh, the way he went, he uh, it was suicide by police. Um, he knew that if he provoked, you know, that they'd have to do their job, and that's that's the way he he wound up going out. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a very serious thing, and something's very dear to my heart too. And and my hats off to you, man. And I I just appreciate what you're doing. Well, and essentially, I am doing this to continue the service that I was unable to complete because in 96, I joined the Air Force and I went in on zero week. And the second day of basic training, I was out, out on my two mile PT run. I made it back and I was completely out of breath. I didn't even have time to get a drink of water to, to rehydrate. And uh, I was in Lackland, Texas, Air Force Base. Oh, yeah. and, and it, this was at the end of June going into July. So you can imagine how hot that was in that time of the year. I didn't know. They, they signed me up. I did what I was told I went, you know. Yeah. So I'm standing there trying to get my breath. I couldn't catch my breath. No sooner did I thought that I was going to breathe right, sergeant called attention. Well, I went to attention, and then I dropped and died. Oh, wow. Yeah. So right, right then and there changed my service. And, uh, I, I tried, I tried to stay like I, I had a heat stroke and I died. I, I was dead for five and a half minutes. I had a temperature of 109. Uh, they took me to hypothermia to save me. I was unconscious for three and a half hours within 24 hours. I, I was up walking around. You can imagine the doctor come walking into my room after all of what he went through trying to save me. Yeah. Uh, looking at me, getting up out of my bed, walking around my room. And he was just like, wow, like you are a miracle. Yeah. Well, I look at it as God didn't want me yet. He still <laughs> had something for me to do. That's it. And you're doing it now. And that's the way I look at it. It's I was not able to continue my service because I did try to stay. The doctor gave me an ultimatum. He says, you can leave now. No harm, no foul. Uh We'll give you medical discharge. It's honorable. You can go home right now. He says, or we can put you in a medical hold facility, get you rehabilitated, get you back in training. No lie. 
I looked that doctor right in the eye and I says, I didn't come here to quit. Right. <laughs> he was like, all right, let's do what we got to do. You know? So I went into medical hold. I was in there for three months, never made it back to basic training. I was back in the hospital six more times. And <sighs> regretfully, I looked at my sergeant and I said, sir, I need to go see the chaplain. I think it's time for me to go. I'm not getting any better. Yeah. He said, it's quite all right. I understand. So they, at that time, they sent me home with a DD-214, which years later gave me the opportunity to join the Legion and what I'm doing now. So, you know, I look at it is this is my service. Yeah, I'm serving the veterans that they're, that need the help. I'm serving my community. I'm serving this legion and my family here. Uh, and it's not just in this legion. I actually go on a radio station from Uniontown. It's called WNBS uh, Dog Tag Show, and I go on and talk about all this stuff. And it is you're you're you. I am serving the community. Yeah, because they're out there. They're listening to what I'm doing, and I've got asked all over the place to do things. Last summer, uh, as I mentioned, Les O'Dell, he says, I'm going to be having this thing going down and going on down in Sutton. And uh, I says, yeah, I, I had posted on there that I was interested in going. He says, well, are you going? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, how would you like to come speak about your mission? I said, absolutely. I, not, I didn't even hesitate. I'm like, I'm there, buddy. What did I find out? I'm introducing the world-renowned scientist, Dr. Jeff Mildrum. Dude, I'll tell you what. I was geeking. I bet. I bet. Yeah, I, I, still I, I kept my cool. <laughs> I kept my cool, but I was geeking on the inside. I was like, this, this is awesome. I got the pictures to prove it. So I get up there, and I got to speak in front of 450 people about my mission. And, and, and I'll tell you what. Whenever I got done and I had people coming over to me asking for my autograph and trying to talk to me about my my things, I was like, man, oh, days, this is what it feels like. Yeah, buddy. I tell you, my, my heart is like jumping right now. I'm, I'm like giddy with, <laughs> with, with how, how exciting this is. And, and that was just step not, the, the many steps that I've been taking along the way here to do what I'm doing yeah. and getting out to events, just dressed up the way I am. And people are like, what the heck are you doing? And then I start talking to them about what's going on. They're like, Oh my gosh. Like it, it blows people away. What I have come up with to shake this community up. I think it's, I think it's a great idea. I think it's an awesome approach and it is, it's very original. It catches people's eye. Uh, and I get to bring two of my loves together. Yeah. Yeah, your service. So, <laughs> and, I, and and I'm not just doing this for for helping my veterans, uh, my fellow veterans, I should say. But I'm also I've been doing investigations out in the woods, checking on things that people let me know because I've caused such a stir in my own legion. People have been saying, "Hey, dude, like I got this going on at my place. You want to come check it out?" I'm like, "Okay, you know." Oh, so. I actually live in Daisytown, Pennsylvania, which has actually been on the news back in the 90s uh, for uh, sightings. And whenever I moved there about eight years ago, I actually heard one howling. Really? From the porch. Yeah, it was after midnight. I was sitting on my back porch just having a beer and looking at the stars and just relaxing for the day and it, getting ready to go to bed. And all I heard was, woo, just, I mean, it was just long. It sounded like a siren. I thought it was a coyote, whatever. 
I was just like amazed. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I, another thing in my life that I can say that I got to hear. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I've been checking out the woods in my area. And as a matter of fact, after I did an uh, expedition in my woods looking for evidence of this thing, we did find footprints and stuff. Um, it has actually come to my house several times. Really? Yeah. I think it kind of uh, depicted my DNA or something. It maybe traced me. Yeah. Uh, kind of like how certain animals, they can do like a scent recognition, uh, like dogs. Like, you know, you got the dogs that sniff out drugs. Well, evidently this thing got sent in recognition of me and found me and it keeps coming down to my house and we keep getting more and more activity until Les came up the other day. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, dude, are you serious? I'm like, yes. He said, all right, I'll be there in 45 minutes. He came up. And it made a liar out of me. <laughs> oh man! I, no, yeah, one bit of activity when he showed up that night, and I haven't had any since he came. I was like, "Oh, what? Did I scare you away now?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> bringing my buddies in. <laughs> that that stuff happens, man. It's always with yeah. you know. But that that I've actually heard that before. That people say something followed them home. Yeah, like they'll they'll be out or whatever, and something follow them back home. So that's. That's pretty incredible. See, I'm I'm also essentially, I guess I'm feeding it because I'm old school farmer. You have leftovers, you throw it out, you know, right. you throw it outside so some kind of animal can eat it. Well, I throw my leftovers up in the woods. So I think I've attracted it and said, hey, are you feeding me? Okay. You know, yeah. we, we got all kinds of rodents running around our woods and you know, I'm sure he's snacking on that stuff too. So who knows you know it, it i i have hollered out to it like hey come on man come on down here check me out let me see who you are let's talk you know let's communicate I, i'm just that crazy nut that if i hear something i don't just sit there i run right into the woods after trying to catch it i, I want that confirmation i want that video proof or a photograph i want to communicate i want to do like the old indians did i want to be able to communicate with this thing yeah I want to learn about it. I mean, I'm not scared of it. I want to know more. <laughs> it might give you a reason to be scared. <laughs> to be scared. Well, I already, I know that, but everybody's like, oh, don't you take a weapon with you? I'm like, do you think that I'm going to get a chance to get myself protection? Right. It, it, it wants me. It's going to take me. Oh, yeah. And, and you know what? In the name of science, I'm your guinea pig. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Brave man. <laughs> Brave man. <laughs> Ron, tell me about what, what you have going on this weekend, this coming okay. weekend. Okay. Um, so, again, uh, with me being part of the Legion down here in Roscoe, Pennsylvania, uh, I wanted to bring both of my loves together once again. I have put together a uh, squatch and treat is what we ended up calling it. Uh, Daniel Benoit is helping me with this event. Uh, this is my first event. Uh and it's in it's in my legion here um you can probably see i'm, I'm sitting in the hall right now that's our our screen oh yeah and, our, and flag in the hall. i'll try to turn this around you can see our hall here there it is so i could probably see about a couple hundred people in here maybe more um i'm gonna have it all set up for the speakers and some vendors and stuff we have uh food trucks coming uh we got street tacos ice cream probably got about 10 or 12 different uh vendors coming uh, most of them are Bigfoot related. Um, and, uh, of course, Bigfoot will be here. Oh yeah. 
You're <laughs> one and only here. There you go. <laughs> but uh, we'll open the ceremonies with a uh, traditional Legion way. We'll do a prayer, and uh, I'll start talking about PTSD and then go into some of my discoveries in the woods, and then I'll turn it over to the other speakers. Uh, so Daniel Benoit is going to be here uh, from ECBRO, if anybody knows who he is which I'm sure they do because he's been around for a long time. Oh, yeah. um, he's got a lot of exciting things going on in his end from down to Virginia. Uh, we met at one of the, uh, at one of those events where I met at uh, Dale at, uh, uh, Lesso Dale. Um, I started posting my uh, event on uh, all over different places that I have joined. And I posted it on Pennsylvania Bigfoot uh, Project. Uh, Mary Fabian and uh, Bill Rigby. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Well, Marion had or uh, Mary had asked me about coming down to being a vendor, and I said absolutely. Um, more the merrier. Well, now she's going to be speaking with us and talking about her encounters. I get they were just out in Oklahoma recently. I didn't get to see that podcast yet. Uh, I believe it's supposed to be tomorrow off of their uh, podcast page uh, that Bill does. And I guess Bill's going to come down and check this out. Mm -hmm. um, there's a new fella. Uh, he's been involved with the Fayette County Bigfoot researchers. And, and that's who I was. I'm friends with as well. And that's where I was going to their events. Um, he's going to be coming. He's going to have his wood crafts. And uh, I'm going to have him come up and speak about his encounters because he's in the uh, paranormal realm and some Bigfoot stuff. Uh, Daniel is going to be speaking and Les O'Dell is going to be coming. Nice. So, uh, we got a nice little group of people that we're going to have up here speaking and, and cause a stir around here because Roscoe's never seen anything like this. So <laughs> that's what I'm all about. Shaking things up and bringing new things to the table. Um, I I'm not quiet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all right. Man. That's what, that's what we need. That's what we need. Uh, believe in yourself is there there is a facebook page for it right yes it's all capital letters believe in yourself right. uh and and and, it, and essentially it comes with this is the reason why i chose that uh for my page name is because if you take a look at the bigfoot world where people don't certain people don't believe in bigfoot Right. Okay. You see these posts out there, you know, the people doing the memes and stuff on Facebook say, Oh, believe in Bigfoot because he is real, you know, stuff like that. Here's Daryl here. Here's the uh, Jack Sling Sasquatch, you know, like they're just and I, my all time favorite one. I have to put this out there is Harry and Anderson's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Harry is one of the most, excuse me for saying as bad as Bigfoot's out there. He is, man. Like that, that's it. <laughs> I, I wish they could make another one, but I know the gentleman that, that played the character had passed away some years back. Yeah. Um, the other guy that I would love to meet is Mr. Gimlin, because <laughs> he's like the pinnacle of, of all this. Yeah. But, but to go back to the name, um, believe in yourself. So I used to say to people, because people that don't believe in Bigfoot. They're like people are like, oh, that's just a bunch of hooey. You're crazy for thinking that that thing's real. Mm. And I'll and not to bring religion into this, but I'll look at people and say, okay, were well, you Christian? Do you believe in God? And they said, well, yeah. And I said, well, if you can believe in God, do you have to see God to believe in God? And they said, no. I said, well, then what's to say that there isn't a Bigfoot? 
I believe in God. I believe that there is a Bigfoot. I believe there are other creatures out there that we haven't discovered yet. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so if you can believe in Bigfoot, why can't you believe in yourself? There you go. There you so go. that's where the name came from. Believe in yourself. That's the first step in everything that I do in my motivational speaking, yep. which I've been dubbed recently. I never thought of it that way, but that's what it <laughs> motivational speaker. Uh, I get people to try to believe in themselves. And if you're going to believe in yourself, then you're not going to commit suicide. Amen. That's, that's it. So you're right. That's where it all starts. Yeah, <laughs> right. You're putting that little seed of love back into them for themselves, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's just that little hitch whenever you say that phrase, yeah. believe in yourself. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Uh, how can you forget that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Now, you kind of glazed over a couple of things that stuck out to me with these. Uh, all right, you're on a three-wheeler. Go for it. You're on a three-wheeler. Yeah, that was back in the 80s. And teenager. Yes, and on a farm. Run, and you run how close to this creature that you thought uh, may have been? I would imagine from the distance, from what I could see the eyes in the dark, I was probably about right around 200 feet maybe. Oh, wow. I did not see it. I saw the eyes and I heard it growl. And that's not the first time that I've been that close to it and could not see it. Like yeah. I said, I've been getting activity in my backyard, and yeah. uh, most of the time, my wife will step out the back door to let the dog go outside for the night. Well, not to stay out, but to do his business before we go to bed, and she'll be like, Ron, uh, I've seen the eyes again. I'm like, oh, okay, so shoes go on, out the door I go, wow. and, there, and there was a little bit of rustling going on over there, and it's always in the same spot. It's right behind my shed in the corner of the property, right in the wood line, yeah. and uh, so I, I went straight and there's like a little bit of an upgrade and it's a steep bank and then it's flat, goes through the fence and into the woods. So I am about 200 feet away from this thing in the dark and I didn't even see it standing there and a deer drew my attention. So I flashed a flashlight over towards the deer that was over to my left and I'm standing there watching its eyes blink with the shine. Yeah. So now I'm distracted by this deer. I heard bop, 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 on my right. And I'm like, okay, that wasn't a buck standing there in the weeds. Right. That thing was standing right there watching me and I didn't even see it. Oh, wow. So the, there, there's been multiple times in my life where I've been within 200 to 300 feet of it and didn't even know it was there. Right. How, how off the ground are these eyes? Are, they, are we talking like? human level well, are we talking like eight foot or can you tell i know it's is, hard when this you're... is the smaller one out of the three yeah so i i kind of believe that this is the young one um there are three that are in the area there's the 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 adult male the adult mother and then there's an adult or a, a young child um <laughs> which i'm six foot two so and i already know this thing's taller than i am wow but it still has uh adolescent tendencies because it just seems like it, 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 to me, the actions that it's been portraying is because our hillside's so steep. I believe this thing's been getting down on all fours, running off like a gorilla does. Really? So it is adolescent in, in nature and how this thing's been acting. And like, I, it was in broad daylight. I'm walking through my yard 
past my pool to go over to my shed, the same shed that always has the activity to get a, a, a shovel. And I'm walking past my pool and step for step, I can hear not deer footsteps. I could hear what sounds to be a human footstep walking in the woods. Yep. And I stopped and I can still hear these footsteps. And <laughs> just the way I am, I hollered at it. <laughs> yep. I, I'm like, who's up there? What are you doing? Why, why are you here? What, what's going on? You know, I'll just start asking some random questions. Well, it stopped. And then next thing you know, I heard a noise over there where I usually have the activity and it may, and I hollered over there and I'm like, who's up there real loud. And all of a sudden it was a, probably about a one foot thick tree. It was probably about 40 feet tall shook. Really? It shook the tree at me. And then I heard, and it, go, and it was gone because how I am, I went back out the gate, ran up the hill and out the trail and headed right over there where it was. And it was gone. Did you, did you see anything left behind? Like, no, nothing. Wow. I went straight to the tree and if for some amazing reason, as steep as this hillside is, the ground is very tight. Yep. And, I, and that's one of the things that I was looking to see. Like, I mean, cause you can see rodent tracks because we have a lot of, uh, weasels, uh, um, uh, what are those called? Uh, minks. Yeah. Uh, there's rabbits, there's groundhogs. We have foxes. As a matter of fact, my fiance said over there in that same spot by the uh, shed, there was a bobcat in our yard. Wow. I was like, oh my gosh, you need to get a picture of that next time. She's like, I am not opening the door if I see that thing. <laughs> it was, we have a 130 pound German shepherd and it was as big as him. Wow. And she's no way I'm not opening it for that thing. <laughs> wow. That sounds but, like uh, a, a mountain lion or a lynx at least. Yeah, but it it was a it was a bobcat. Yeah, and in, in which we are known to have them around our area. Oh yeah, um, we we have bobcats here too. Just and that's why everybody says, dude, why don't you take a weapon with you? Like you can run across these things. Listen, my hundred and thirty pound German Shepherd bites me all the time because he play fights with me. I'm used to the teeth. I know how to handle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a little bit crazy, but <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. So you you're talking about footprints too, though, right? You, but there was no footprints in that area. But now again, whenever I went back to investigate the howl that I heard when I first moved there, uh, we I did find footprints back there, and they were actually smaller than mine. I have actually a size fourteen wide foot, right. and footprint was smaller than mine. So essentially, this has to be the young. Yeah. Um. So, and the other thing that I found was a makeshift shelter. And the one night that I went back there to try to do a night investigation to see if I can get any kind of response, which we did, uh, I took quad back and it's open field and, and, and the, like the, uh, it's, it's like a tributary from all the bike trails that are back there. Yeah. And, uh, I said, okay, I know where all the trails, which drives are coming. They're all pointing right here. I said, shut the bike down. We'll sit here for a little bit, let the woods forget we're here. And then we'll start making some calls. So the first one I did was a whoop. And it echoed real good. It was a perfect spot for us to sit for it to echo. I didn't get a response at first. And I was like, okay, well, then I'll do for a long sustained howl because that's what I heard the one night. I got no response. I was like, this is weird. So I went back to the wolf and I gave it all I had. 
I got four knocks. Wow. And I want to say it was probably about 500 feet away from me up, uh, up the hill and right on this little ridge point. And, uh, I was like, okay, <laughs> we got a response. Let's keep going. Let's see what we get. So I did something else. No response. I went back to that same whoop where I gave it, gave it everything. Like I put my deep voice in and everything. And, uh, it gave me more knocks again. I was like, Oh, all right. Like, let's see what more we can get out of this thing. I said, okay, let's try the rock, the rock clacks. We did the rock clacks. Guess we upset it because it started stomping and coming out uh, towards us. Really? Yeah. And you could hear it like, like tearing through the woods or something. Well, it wasn't tearing through the woods. I think it was more or less trying to intimidate me and because it was, it, I mean, you know, obviously this thing can see in the dark and I can't. Right. So probably standing there watching me like, let's see what this idiot's going to do, you know? <laughs> so he's pro it's probably like, all right, I've had enough of this joker. So let's just stomp and get him scared and get him the heck out of my woods. Right. And, and essentially that it, it worked. So that's probably <laughs> what it was trying to do. I was like, all right, get the quad started. Let's get out of here. Yeah, man. So. So that's what we did. Um, and then we went back in the daytime to investigate the area. And uh, I ended up finding a meteorite. I have that in my possession. Uh, it was tested. And uh, what the relevance of it is, I don't know. But there's an old Indian burial grounds back there. This is an old mining property where there's old mine entrances that have been closed off. Okay. Uh, the, uh, back to the Indian burial grounds, they ha they were uh, desanctioned uh, people. Uh, destroyed them and took the valuables and, and the bones and stuff. But you can tell, you know, where the slate uh, rock was laying, where the mounds were, because I've seen these mounds before. It's it's a little bit intimidating, but cool at the same time. Um, so I just kept walking that ridge after I found these Indian burial grounds, and I started feeling uncomfortable. And I was like, okay, somebody's watching me. And at, at one point, I thought something was playing peekaboo with me. Because I'd look on one side of the tree, it went to the other side. I'd go to the other side, it would go back. And I was like, all right, I think it's time to go the other direction. So I, I went down over the hill. And as I'm going down over the hill, I still had this uneasy feeling. I'm heading down towards the bottom where the trail's at. And there's like a little uh, a, a runoff creek. And uh, it, was, it wasn't very much of a creek. So I got down there. I could just still feel this thing watching me. And so I started calling out. I said, hey, I'm not here to harm. I, I mean no harm. I, I, I just, I just want to see who you are. I want to meet you. I want to learn about you. I just kept talking and, and just easily speaking and, and not mean, just, just nicely tone and all that. Well, the uneasy feeling went away. So I get down to the creek and I look down. There's footprints in the creek. Hmm. Mind you, you know, water's running through, so I can't get a cast, obviously. Uh, so I'm walking the creek, and I looked over, and here's a makeshift shelter, and it looked like there was a, some, um, a spot of mud on the tree. And uh, what it looked like was it was a marking, like the parent is teaching the young. That's what it looked like to me. It was like a training ground. So I started walking over towards the what looked like to be a shelter to see if I can get any hair, foot, hand because it's going to have to sit down and crawl in underneath of this thing right. i thought well, maybe i'll find a handprint because that would be cool i couldn't get near it the uneasy felling came back 10 times full wow i was like okay i got the hint 
Yeah. I turned around, I climbed up out of that and I walked up the trail to meet up with the other guys. They were on their quads. And, uh, I says, you know, there's just something about that ridge up there. I says that we still got to get up there. I got to find out what, cause that's where that, uh, noise knocking was coming from. So I climbed up back up there and sure enough, I found the spot where it was standing because there was another tree with a circle of mud and I took a picture of it and somebody was looking at this picture and they says, dude, look really close at that mud print on the tree. I said, okay, explain to me what you think you see. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're looking for the pack that will help you survive the worst day of your life or a pack to use for your everyday carry that you'd never have to worry about failing. If you're looking for the perfect bug out bag, the perfect bushcraft pack uh, for camping, hiking, whatever your needs, go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com and check it out. All products are 100% made in America. You can use promo code Bump 22 and save 10% site wide. All right, that's Bump B U M P 22 to save 10% site wide. This is a veteran owned business. Like I said, every component of every product made in America the buckles, the zippers, the straps American made. Um, there's never been a more important time than now to bring it home. You know what I mean? So go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com. Best products on the market. I've got videos on YouTube about it if you want to see it. Um, or just go to the website. Check it out. SquatchSurvivalGear.com. But wait, there's more. <laughs> hey, Chris messaged me and said that if you guys use Bump22 as the promo code this year, that he's going to increase that discount to 15%. So get on there now, use Bump22, save 15% site-wide at SquatchSurvivalGear.com. Somebody was looking at this picture, and they says, dude, look really close at that mud print on the tree. I said, okay, explain to me what you think you see. They said, that's a handprint. It wasn't a circle. It was a handprint of mud on the tree. Wow. So I'm up there investigating that and I got the pictures of it um, because that's like I said, like people are looking at the pictures of uh, when I'm showing it. And that's when they discovered that that was a handprint. One of the guys is down at the bottom. He said, dude, you need to come down here. I was like, is it something good? He says, yeah, you're going to want to see this. He was walking around in this little marshy area where this creek runs through whenever the, the you know, runoff from the winter and everything. 
found a footprint underneath the uh, leaves. Same size as what I saw in the creek. Really? So there's definitely activity. There's been a lot of people that I know up in that area behind my house. Yeah. Uh, lived there for a long time, and they, they confirmed with me that they have seen what looked to be a mother and a young one. Uh, somewhere in our area, somebody has a trail cam picture of one, uh, and it looked to be the, the male. Um, and again, like I said, that there was a, uh, an investigation up there because they had found footprints by the church up on top of the hill. So one of my buddies up there, I says, he, him and I were talking one day. I says, I want to go back up there and I want to check things out again because I just know this thing's got to be still living here because I get, keep getting this activity. So I went up there and met up with him. We went back in the woods and he says, there's something I want to take you to and to see if it's still here. There was supposedly an upside down tree back here. Wow. And he said, well, that was back in uh, 2010. And uh, I says, well, considering the time period, 12 years have gone by, this thing might have rotted and fell, fallen by now. So he took me right to where he knew it was. So I searched the whole area. I couldn't find it. It was all grown up. There was a bunch of trees down. I would imagine, I, I don't, I don't discount that he was, he wasn't lying to me. I know he wasn't lying. Right. Uh, he hunts back here all the time. And he says, dude, I hear things and I see things that I don't, I can't explain. So he showed me some of his areas where he stands that he actually sees activity uh, because he hunts back here a lot. And uh, so further investigation is due. Oh, yeah. um, I, I'm going to be getting up there and, and just hanging out. Just, just stay there and, and see what I can find out. Uh, I know they're there. Yeah. Uh, there's too many accounts from the locals saying that they're there. And what better way to investigate but on in your own backyard, you know? Absolutely, man. That's, it's crazy. Like, my my interest has come to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's really cool, but it's kind of scary. You know what I mean? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, some of the accounts that I've heard where people have had trouble with them, like, I'm not worried. You know, evidently they're there for a reason. Yeah. Uh, there's there's some tales about the reason why they're here and why they watch us. Um, that starts a whole other story. Right. Right. Uh, but it is that. an interesting one to, to this, just the same. It is. It is. Um, you're in PA, Southwestern PA, right? Yeah. Are you in Greene County by chance? No, I'm in Washington County. Washington County. Are you close to Greene County? Yes. Just on the other side of the river from me. Okay. Because I've heard a lot of high strangeness from specifically Greene County, PA. Like, Well, I'm not far from, uh, it's the Mon River. Yeah. Uh, is not it's not that far from me because I, I i grew up in deemston which is in uh Frederictown area okay. uh Frederictown is right next to the river uh you you know people may have heard about the floods back in the 80s there's locks down there and some people have told me they actually sent me i have to find this video they recorded a howl while they were uh and it was going back and forth across the river from one to another while they were down there uh catfishing at the locks uh, it was like after midnight. I don't know what this is about after midnight, but that's when it seems like the activity happens. Yeah, that's probably because we're supposed to be in bed. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
<laughs> well, that's the interesting thing too, is like whenever I, I was on three to three, uh, which means I had to go into work at 3 a.m. And uh, I was doing this for a week steady and I would get up and I'd get ready to go to work and I'm stepping out the door at two o'clock in the morning to leave every night, like clockwork. We're standing there talking before I leave. And I heard, I'm like, I've never heard a bird whistling at night. Right. Right. And, it, and it, well, of course, I couldn't get my whistle out, but it was very loud and it was very distinct. And it, and it, it just really did not have a bird like tone to it. Yes. Um, and that brings me to the next part of what our activity has been is our dog got her up in the middle of the night one night. It was 2.30 in the morning. Wow. There's a significance around 2, 2.30 every night. He got her up, went outside to use the restroom, and she's standing in the doorway. No sooner did she let the dog out, and there we have at the bottom of the steps, there's like a little patio where we can sit by the pool. He wouldn't go no further than the edge of the grass right by that patio to, you, to go to the restroom because he sent something in the woods. Hmm. well she confirmed that there was something in the woods because as soon as she opened up the door to let him out she heard uh, she said uh. it black through her chest and it was over there by that shed in the other <laughs> property yeah. and then there was some rustling and thumping it stomped at her and then probably 50 feet away there's a stump that's uh, rotting from a tree I cut down she said it got over there. She couldn't see it, but it whistled at her twice. Really? Yeah. Well, if it's whistling, that's not get this. <laughs> if it's growling and shaking your chest and whistling, it's probably not a bear, is it? <laughs> no. No, not at all. Man, and the incredible. fact that we can't see it. Yeah. Whenever this is happening. Because bears will present themselves. Well, let me ask you this, because you, you just brought up a good point. And I I have no clue. We've never talked about anything like this before. Um, Cloaking. But, well, you've talked about red eyes. Yes. And uh, you talked about you can't really see it, see it. Yes. And when you were a teenager, your initial thought was it was some kind of hellhound or demonic creature out of hell. Yes. Uh, have you had experiences with the paranormal? Like, do you think that it's a possibility that you you do have some kind of dark entity, uh, principality, or? I've heard about people having dark entities attaching to themselves, and no matter where you move, they go with you. Yeah. It's. I mean, I can't. I can't say that it's not out of that realm of a possibility, but because of the evidence that has been presented to me from the, the learnings that I've gotten from the credible shows and also Dr. Mildrum, right. because when I had sat and talked down and Sutton about that, and it's just, it's where I believe is that it's, it's, it's not demonic. Right. Okay. It may be interdimensional. Right. Like a lot of people delete, believe that Bigfoot is right. There's a recent uh, a new thought that came to mind uh, in, in speaking with uh, one of the colleagues of mine. Uh, maybe they're um, on a different timeline and 
those timelines come into focus with us sometimes. Okay. I have never thought about that before. Yeah. But some of the recent movies that they have come out, like the Adam Project, uh, with um, uh, I can't think of his name right at the moment. I'm not good at movie stuff. Dead, so Deadpool. Okay, uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, yeah. He did the movie, uh, The Adam Project, and it has to do with timeline. Really? And and time jumping and stuff like that. So, like, if you, like, if there's multiple, say, say right now, we're not, we're talking, we're in one, one timeline. Right. Well, people talk about glitches, and they see glitches happen, and then it confuses them, and they're wondering how something happened. Just as simple as I was watching a TikTok the other day where this girl was working in a restaurant, and she's caught in a lemon. She turned around to go get a Ziploc bag to put it in, She and then she turned back around while the lemon's in her hand. It wasn't cut. She had to cut the lemon, and she was confused. Yeah. And you saw the glitch where it just, like, changed. And, and how these weird things happen where something comes out of nowhere and saves you from a car accident. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's just these, what a lot of people will call time jumpers. Well, there it is. You're jumping from timeline to timeline. Is there, do we have those capabilities in, in our, uh, our lifestyle that we have that we're living in this time, or is there another time that people have these capabilities figured out there? There's a lot of new things that people are out there studying. And I, I believe that there is anything's possible. Right. I, I mean, I, I talk about that whenever I'm talking about what, I, what my mission is like, just like I said that I'm a yes man. If I would have said no, to going to Sutton because uh, Les O'Dale asked me, I wouldn't be in, in doing and meeting the people that I have already met. That's so true. when you look at certain things and you say, okay, well, that's not out of the realm because if I just go, if I just do it, that could be a change in what my life is going to be. So, and then if you say no and you don't do it, what is your life going to be in that no realm? Right. So the same thing with these timelines, if, if we're in one timeline and there's other timelines following side by side with us, just like the guy told me he was out there hunting and he was walking back this trail to get back home from hunting and he could hear, but not see two creatures talking to each other, but could not understand their language, followed him step for step out of the woods. Really? Was that the Bigfoot escorting him out of the woods or was that another human, another creature or something on a different timeline? And he just happened to be able to hear it. Yeah, man, it is very interesting. So when you asked me about do, do I believe or maybe, well, you didn't say believe, but do I could have been a demonic creature? It may have been. I don't know because I didn't see it. I didn't investigate any further. I was a young kid. I didn't know anything back then. Right. I still don't know anything now. <laughs> yeah, I know I mean, less than I thought I did. I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it, it, with that aspect, I mean, we're, we're going to go through our lives. It, it just for example, if we hit 100 years old. Yeah, brother. 
we know so much knowledge if we pay attention to what's going on in life by the time we hit that hundred mark compared to whenever i was 13 dude if i can take the knowledge that i know right now and go back to whenever i had that encounter i would have probably gone right into them woods after it to find out what it was yeah because when you're a kid, you th- oh, you're afraid of the boogeyman. I used to jump in my bed because I thought something was under my bed. <laughs> now I hear a noise. I'm going after it. Like, all right, who's messing with me now? You know, right. it's just things change in your life. And, you know, after I guess after being dead and and you get a new lease on life and you've been handed a mission to do something. It, it changes your perspective on things. Yeah, man, I bet. So, I mean, if you take a look at that mission and say, you know, there's these guys out there that are that are fighting a fight inside their head that we can't see. Uh, we don't know what their emotions are. We're, we're, we're just speculating what their emotions are. They could be smiling on the outside, but crying on the inside. Yeah, man. Everything in life happens for a reason. Everything follows a path that we don't even know what's coming in front of us it's whether we choose to follow a path that has been very strongly put on my heart oh yeah obviously yeah i can i can tell this is what you this is your passion i i have felt that pull at my chest and and i did not ignore it because to tell you what it has been one heck of a journey ever since I've followed the path that has been put in front of me. I bet. It, 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 you could never imagine. Say, say that one guy out of those 22 people decides not to pull the trigger or whatever they do, and they save their life. And they decide to be a yes man, quote unquote, yep. the yes man, and they change their life. They could be the man standing up here in front of the crowd doing what I'm doing. Yep. That's it's it. life changing. Yep. It is life changing. I never in a million years thought that I would be doing the things that I'm doing. I never thought in a million years I'd be meeting the people that I'm meeting. And as a child, being as shy as I was back in the day, <sighs> I would never have thought in years I'd be standing in front of a crowd being totally comfortable and happy doing what I'm doing. Huh. That have power putting into my heart to be able to do that but you know what i'm glad you're doing it and uh you're you're doing the lord's work man i, I really think so yeah anything you're doing i believe you're, it yeah you're, you're trying to help vets out you're trying to at least let them know they're not alone that they're being heard that somebody loves them you know you're putting love out there and i i think that men especially I, i'm not trying to sound cliche or anything but men especially have a hard time with love for whatever reason, express love towards each other for each other, you know, and that, that's what we need just as bad as anybody else does, man. We, we need to be told that we love each other, you know, and I, I think, I think it's a wonderful thing what you're doing. I hats off to you, man. I, and I t- thank you. <laughs> I appreciate for that. Real, for real. Um, I, I do. I mean, I know, you know, with me being in a legion, I mean, it's a, it's a different world here too because I've always been interested in motorcycles. Oh, yeah. uh, it, 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 you know, the smell of the fumes has just been running through my veins for all my life. Right. I mean, I 
be a bouncer at a biker bar just so I could be around the bikes. You know, I just buckled down and bought one. And then finally I bought one. I joined the Legion and I joined the Legion riders and now I'm their director. It's just, it's phenomenal. The life that it is because that's another thing that I try to talk to people and educate them with is because, because I'm a biker and we do wear a vest yeah. to let people know who we are. Well, some people get intimidated by that yeah, because of what the past, you know, I try to open people's eyes and say, Hey, we're not the bad people that people used to project us as right. there might still be some people out there like that, but here are men and women that entered this building that we call Legion because they either served or they're a son or a daughter of somebody that served or a grandchild of somebody that served. They're here to honor that service. Yep. And when we come here to honor that service, we do all kinds of things to help the community. Whenever uh, a, a, a veteran has fallen and, and they're in their, spirit has moved on we go to that service and we do a prayer in mass believe me whenever my brothers and sisters come together we come together big uh and then we stand and we pray and, and we pray for that family we pray for that that soul that ha- is leaving us uh we go and we honor 9-11 we go and honor our veterans from past wars uh we i'm part of the honor guard uh where we go and we shoot the rifles in in honor of these uh fallen soldiers um you know i mean it starts way back way back i mean these people fought for our freedoms what is not to honor there right and and that's that's where i'm at with this it's just i i have to honor that uh, I may have not been able to get out there and fight that battle like they did, but I'm going to help you when you get back. There you go. There you go. You're, you're definitely serving, buddy. You're definitely serving. <laughs> you are. You're, you're I, doing, you're doing it all. It really is. I, I felt like I had a shortcoming and, and I just, I had to follow through with what the mission was put on me because it gave me the opportunity to continue my service. And, and I strong, I'm very strong about that. I'm very passionate about that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm like this close to becoming an ordained minister. Do it. I, I've really been thinking about doing that. Uh, I have a couple of cousins in my family. And, and this is funny because like you look at uh, the, whenever I was in the service and I had my heat stroke, yeah. a couple of my cousins, uh, they decided to join the Air Force as well. And uh, my aunt messages me. She says, you want to know something? She says, I always knew you had, my aunt's my biggest fan. She says, I always knew you had this in you. She says, you've been a good kid ever since you you were young, as far as like back as I can remember. She says, you set an example on that Air Force base. I was like, what are you talking about? She says, you know, your cousin Matthew joined the same Air Force base. He went down there for physical training to start doing what he was, what he's doing now. And she says, you know, your name was brought up. I'm really? like, what? Are you serious? They said they used me as an example to make sure you hydrate, make sure you stretch, make sure you do this, make sure you do that. They used my name as an example and my what happened to me wow. in Lackland, Texas Air Force Base. 
I was heartstruck. I was like, are you serious? That, wow. Like, you know, my misfortune is helping people. Yeah. Yeah. That's sometimes that's how we're used, man. You know, how, how uh, the Lord wants to use us. Life. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, man. Nothing but a footnote. I mean, <laughs> well, Ron, is there anything else you want to you want to mention or throw out there about events you have coming up or anything or where people can find you at? Oh, I got a lot. I can tell you. You're <laughs> <laughs> all night to talk to you. Uh, yeah. Uh, October 29th, we have the event down here at Roscoe uh, Legion. It's uh, 520 Furlong Avenue, Roscoe, Pennsylvania. Uh, we'll be starting that up. Uh, the vendors will be getting ready real early, and the speakers will be starting at 11 o'clock. There's a community parade will be going through, and uh, there's going to be trick-or-treating going on. That's why we call it Squatch and Treat, because the vendors will probably be handing out candy. I got some of my local brothers from uh, Bikers Helping Others. Uh, they, uh, they're they going to be coming down handing out candy as well. That's cute. Thank you. <laughs> and my daughter come over and put these in front of me. Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they'll be down here. There'll be trick-or-treating going on. There's an after-party going on. We actually have uh, our Legion party going on the night before. One of our sons of our Legion's got a band that's going to be coming down and playing. We're going to be dressed up, having food. So we're going to have a late night Friday night. Now i got to get up early and come down here and get my vendor set up and get the show going on the road. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> it's going to be a busy weekend. Uh, something else that I got planned, uh, is what we do for the riders is in January, we get together all of us from all different legions. That's something else I didn't get to finish telling you on that is being part of legion riders. I also became a uh, region one assistant director. So I actually have command over like 15 other legions. Oh, wow. Uh, it's, I mean, it's not like a command. It's like more of uh, if information needs to be put out or any questions that they have, they can call me in and have me sit in on meeting and I can talk them through what they need help with. Um, or if they want me to come and speak about my mission, you know, I've had a lot of them. There are a lot of them are going to be here Saturday from different legions. Uh, the closet Bigfooters. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, and that's another thing, too, that I failed to mention is that because I'm having a Bigfoot event in Legion and a lot of these guys that I ride with are closet Bigfooters, they actually came to me and told me what I was thinking. I just never spoke it. This is neutral ground. They feel comfortable coming here. So now they can open up and talk about the Bigfoot thing. So that's the same aspect that I'm trying to do is get people talking about something silly like Bigfoot. Some people think it's silly, not not most of us. Right. A lot of us think it's But just the, the, the simplest little thing to get you to talk about your problems and get you opened up and help you in a big way. Uh, so we're going to have a calendar party in January where all the, the riders come together and we sit down and we discuss, uh, our upcoming rides for the next season. So that way we're not overlapping rides. We can all make it to each other rides. Um, I'm going to be putting something on a calendar of my own personal. I'm having another Bigfoot show and I'm planning on putting it in July. Uh, I'm going to have a Friday night conference where it's a, a paid dinner and you'll be able to, um, sit down and, uh, there's going to be speakers of different magnitudes. And then Saturday, we're going to kick off a Bigfoot show. And this is all going to be in the name of PTSD and our veterans. Yes. And uh, I'm hoping to have a band after the end of the day, as far as that's concerned. Um, and, and the people can stay and join. We have a hotel not too far from here. So I'm sure we're going to be packing house. And 
hopefully Sunday I can get this figured out too. So it'll be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday event. There'll be a PTSD ride charity. Awesome. So yeah, whatever month we can get to come down, jump on your bikes. Let's go do a benefit to raise some money for PTSD because by the time I have this event set off, I'm going to be nonprofit and I'm going to have uh, an account available where people can send donations in. And what are these donations going to be before? Two things. One, it's going to help me with the traveling expenses because I've been invited to Sutton, West Virginia again next year. I'm going to be the MC for uh, Daniel Benoit's event in Virginia. Yeah. And I'm also heard talkings about me going to North Carolina to talk about what I'm doing. Nice. So there's traveling expenses there. Uh, and the most important part of what I want to do these donations for is for some ungodly reason that somebody's follows through with their uh, fight against the PTSD that they, they, they fail to, to fight that fight that the family has a way to go to somebody and say, Hey, um, we're a little bit short on funds to take care of this oh, funeral. God. Can you help us? Yeah, man. Uh, I, I want to make that loss uh, as easy as I possibly can. No. And uh, if, if I have the funds available, that's what I want to do to help these people. Wonderful. So, that's wonderful. Well, and, yeah, I, and it doesn't stop there because whenever I do stuff, I do stuff big. So it's just it's just whether I can get everything put in place. Uh, the plans are already in works and uh, some messages have been put out there to some big name people to try to get them to come in and join me with this. Uh, That'd be great. No, no holds barred. There you, go. there you go. And, you know, I have a feeling that you'll I have a feeling you'll succeed at this. You know, I think it's going to work out. I really do. And if it's in the summertime next year, uh, that's not deer season. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm well, off in the summers. You know, I, I'm a teacher. So in the summertime, I'm I'm off. Holler at me and I'll, I'll try to come up. Well, see, that's another thing that I'm going to try to do. Not only do I want to have people here for Bigfoot, I want to have people for here for PTSD. Um, a buddy. I, I'll get I'll talk to you in a minute, honey. Um I have a buddy that uh, just joined a association called ARC and they help veterans uh, that have misfortune that, you know, maybe they have PTSD, maybe they have an alcohol or drug abuse problem yeah. uh, caused by the PTSD or, or illnesses or loss of limbs, like any number of things that could be out there that causes them to have these problems. Uh, there's housing available that is in better standings than that maybe a home that they're living in they go in and they help them uh and he's going to be i'm having him come to be part of this uh, event have a table sitting there with the information for his company uh and, and he can sit and talk to them uh i just i want people to be here to be able to talk to people and get the information suicide hotline yeah, 988 yeah, dial that number if you ever have that problem feeling like you want to do something that you don't need to do there are loved ones out there it don't matter who they are it doesn't even have to be blood right. because i found that out being in legion just like i tell you i got so many legions that i'm friends with i'm it's not friends it's family that's it these these are people that are out there fighting the fight just like we are yeah I'm going to have all kinds of walks of life of people down here trying to do what they can to help these people. I'm going to, uh, I'm reaching out to our local college, which is California college. They have a uh, TV and radio station that goes uh, mobile. I'm going to try to get them come down here and I'm going to have them present. I'm going to get WMBS down here. 
uh, dog tag show. Those guys have a uh, program with uh, the Mariana Sportsman's Club where you can go hunt, fish, whatever. Uh, and they, they are reaching out to veterans as well. So we're fighting a fight together. We got to stick together. Yeah, uh, reach, reach out. I can't express that enough. Reach out to people, reach out to veterans, whether they want to talk to you or not. Just give them that notification that they exist. Amen. Yeah, I love that. That will help them. They will, they will make them think. And believe me, <laughs> I'm that guy that tries to make you think. So <laughs> it, it, it's it's been rubbing off. So I, I I I'm gonna I'm gonna get try to get people to follow me here. So go to my page, believe in yourself. You'll see me on there dressed up as Bigfoot next to my bike holding American flag. You can't miss the page. That's right. Please That's right. my page, follow my events. Uh, there's things that I share on there to uh, hopefully pick you up. Uh, information uh, that you might need is on there. Uh, I, I've got all kinds of people coming to me with information. If you need stuff, just please come to me. I got VA directors that I'm friends with in, in Washington County, Fayette County, Pittsburgh, like, and now, and now I've got my friend working for ARC. I mean, I have, I'm getting people that can help. So reach out to me, please. I'm here. That's what I'm doing. I, I want to help in every way I can. Awesome. Awesome. I have Thank my you. phone with me at all times. So I could be at work and you could text me. I'll be like, all right, let's talk a little bit, you know? So hey, if you want to share if you want to share your contact information, if there's an email specifically you want them to use or a phone number you want them to use, shoot that to me in Messenger and I'll put it in the show notes. That way people will be able to get a hold of you directly. I'll put the link to your uh, Facebook page on there too. That's the only thing I have right now. Uh, mm -hmm. My own personal email that you just received tonight. Yeah. Uh, they can read that one for now. Uh, once my page kicks off a little bit more, I'm going to probably get its own email. Um and I'll, I'll probably, I'm going to get a hotline number set up as well, because I have all kinds of people that are uh, joining my mission with me. And uh, we're, we're getting some things rolling that I would never imagined that I have ever seen before. And, and it's a lot of good things to come. Just stick with me and be patient and, and you'll see, you'll, you'll see what's coming. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's going to be a journey. Life is a journey. We got to stick with it. That's it. That's it. Ron, I love you, man. You're, you're doing, like I said, you're doing the Lord's work, buddy. I, I, I believe in that. I believe in you. I believe in you. you know what I mean? uh, thank you, you so much for coming here. on. I, I know we've, uh, I, I had to, I had to rearrange the schedules and stuff before, but I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, well, thank you for having me. I, I like I told you, I, I, I take every opportunity to get the word out, man. It's just yeah. anything I can do. I've been invited to motorcycle churches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, any, any way, any way we could do it. Yeah. We, we got it. We got to do this. We, we got to help. Right. I mean, I know there's all kinds of organizations out there, but it's just it just takes that one extra organization to reach that one person that that didn't have knowledge of it before. Okay. And, I mean, you, you could you could have 50 organizations out there helping these vets but are, it just takes that one moment 
of seeing something new and something different that sparks you and you want to reach out to that, yeah. that's my goal. There you go. Because if you see something crazy happening, it's probably because of me uh, and you're going to get your attention drawn to it. That's why I ride around on my motorcycle with a Bigfoot costume. Uh, on. <laughs> attention, and they'll be like, what in the heck is this guy doing? When they find out, they know what's going on. There it is. That was the, the part of the mission that I have. I also have a mini monster truck that I'm building called Littlefoot, and I'm going to be using it. For defense. it it's it, I can reach my I'm six foot two. I reach my hand out. This truck's over eight foot tall. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's it's fun. I, I'm going to be driving to work every day. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, whenever you see that truck or you see my bike, you're going to know I'm at an event. So look for me come talk to me will do brother will do ron you have a good night i thank you so much and uh i'll have this episode out before squash and treat so people can all right come find you all right have a good night brother you take care thank you hey god bless god bless that's it for this week guys thanks for listening if you want more content if you want to submit your own story to be on the show if you want to listen to past episodes or if you want to donate to the show, you can do all of that through thebumppodcast.com. So just go there, uh, explore the website, check it all out. If you want to sign up to be a member, it's super cheap. It's just $1.75 a week. You can cancel it anytime. Get in on uh, all the, the new, latest, and greatest stuff we have going on. All right, so again, thanks for listening. I love you. God bless.
in your life that you're you're ready to give your heart over to the Lord then I have a little a little message that I found that if you repeat it and you believe it in your heart this could help lead you closer to God to, to let Jesus Christ save you and it goes like this Heavenly Father I come to you from the depths of my heart realizing that I have sinned I repent of my sins and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and died on the cross for me and my sins. I believe that you raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and live in me now. I receive by faith you as my personal Lord and Savior. I receive your Holy Spirit as my comforter to help me obey you and do your will. It is in Jesus' name that I believe and receive the things prayed this day. Amen.
Yeah. Mm-hmm. 